for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to Living Life. May you have a blessed time today as you read and meditate upon God's Word for you today. How many of you have ever felt unprepared or not ready to take on a certain task or mission in your life? Maybe it was a new project at school or at work or even in your personal life and you felt that you needed more time to get ready to prepare and to be equipped to take on this task or mission. Maybe in some instances you felt like you weren't the right person to carry this on. Maybe there was someone who was more able, more worthy, more equipped to be able to take on this mission. In today's passage, we see how Jesus calls together his 12 disciples and sends them out on a very important mission. But they are not the type of people you would expect to go on such an important mission. So we'll see how and why God calls us and the things that all of us need to keep in mind when we are called by Jesus to go on a mission for him. So let's take a look at today's passage now. Matthew chapter 10 verses 1 through 15. Jesus called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus. Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff, for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Truly, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. Welcome back to Living Life. In the first section of today's passage, we see how Jesus calls his 12 disciples together and gives them the authority to heal and to cast out evil spirits and sends them out. In a sense, the disciples are like the first missionaries. And when you take a look at the people he calls, you may wonder, hmm, Jesus, 
are these really the people you want to call as your disciples? Uneducated fishermen, a tax collector, an insurrectionist, and of course someone who would later go on to betray him. And yet Jesus calls and equips these 12 men for kingdom ministry. Why would Jesus choose these ordinary, normal men as his disciples? God doesn't call the qualified and worthy. He makes them worthy and qualified because he calls them. So God doesn't call us because we're ready or we have special skills or we're more uh, qualified in some way, but it's about what he can do. See, it's not about us, but it's about who God is and what God can do. God can use anyone and anything to accomplish his will and his purpose. Remember, God can even use a talking donkey to accomplish his will, if you remember the story of Balaam and his donkey in Numbers 22. In this way, God and God alone gets the glory as he rightly should. So Jesus sends his disciples out and gives them specific instructions. The first thing he tells them to do is go to the lost sheep of Israel, not to the Gentiles and Samaritans. Now, why would Jesus say this? Jesus came first for the people of Israel. Remember, there are 12 disciples and this number is significant. There are 12 tribes of Israel. So these 12 disciples were to take the gospel to the people of Israel first and later on to the world, as we see in the Great Commission. So the disciples were sent on a mission to do five things. First, to proclaim the kingdom of God is near. Second, to heal the sick. Third, to raise the dead. Fourth, cleanse lepers. And fifth, cast out demons. This is exactly what Jesus has been doing. So the disciples are just doing a continuation of Jesus' ministry and work. As they have received from God, they must now freely give. As they have been blessed, they must now go and bless, be a blessing to others. Now, when we travel and go to a place, especially overnight, we always pack a bag and supplies, right? But in this instance, Jesus tells his disciples not to pack anything. No money, no bag, no extra clothes or extra sandals, not even a walking stick. Basically, just go with the clothes you are wearing and nothing else and don't receive any payment. Why does he say this? Because God will provide for you. He wants disciples to just trust and have faith in God's provision for their needs, to rely on God. Jesus also tells them to search for a worthy person in the towns that they were going to and to be welcomed to their homes and stay with them. What does Jesus mean here by worthy? He means to find people who are receptive to the gospel, who receive it in their hearts and support the ministry that the disciples are doing. Bless those people and their houses. But Jesus also warns them to expect rejection and hardened hearts to the gospel. For those that reject the gospel, they are told to shake the dust from their feet as they leave. This was a sign of contempt back in those days, so it was appropriate in this situation. We may all face times of rejection as we try to share the gospel and point others to Jesus. Some people are just not going to be receptive to the truth, and some people are not ready to receive it and may just flatly deny and reject it. But remember, people are not rejecting you. They are rejecting God. 
So those that reject Jesus will face the judgment to come. In fact, Jesus says that the towns that reject Jesus and the disciples in their message, gospel message, will face judgment worse than that of Sodom and Gomorrah. If you remember in Genesis chapter 19, Sodom and Gomorrah faced judgment. What did they face? The Lord rained down fire and burning sulfur and completely destroyed those towns. However, for us as his disciples, we are not to take part in the judgment. We are only called to faithfully share the gospel. We just plant the seeds of the gospel and we trust in God to water and grow those seeds. Are there some obstacles or some risks or fears that prevent you from sharing the gospel? Do you feel inadequate, unprepared, or ready, or worthy to share the gospel of Jesus? Remember, God wants us for our availability, not our ability. He will be the one to empower and to equip us. All we need to do is just say yes to and obey Him. Remember, it's not about who we are and what we can do. It's about who God is and what God can do. Uh, my prayer for all of you is to pray for the boldness and the courage to proclaim the gospel and trust that he will empower us and you in providing all that you need and provide for your practical and spiritual needs as well. God is calling all of us to boldly go out, to be the salt and the light, to be his ambassadors, wherever he has placed us, in our families, in, with our friends, or at our workplaces, with our co-workers, in our neighborhoods, in our communities. So I pray that all of us can obey God's calling for us and embrace our calling as his disciples to point the lost people of the world to Jesus and the new life that is available through him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord, that it is not about us, Lord, and not about what we can do, Lord, but it is about who you are and what you can do, Lord. You can take the normal and the ordinary and make it extraordinary, Lord. Thank you that you choose to even use people like us, broken and not with anything special, Lord, but you empower and equip us through your spirit to do your kingdom work, Father. May we continue to obey and go boldly proclaiming your word, knowing that you will provide for all our needs, spiritual and practical, because you are our provider. May we just faithfully go and plant the seeds of the gospel and knowing that you will water and grow them to bear fruit for your kingdom. We thank you, Lord. Help us not to be afraid of rejection or of being uh, not ready to say the right words, Lord, but we know that you are always with us. So may we trust in you and walk in your ways. We thank you for this time, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. For a